Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. This is the Ask Me Anything Ohio Week, the game. All right, before we get into that, let's go ahead and do the housekeeping like usual. YouTube, please go ahead and like and subscribe. Go to the uh, the social media aspect of it, which is the Facebook fan page. And also the Instagram, where it's under the same name, the Michigan Maniac Podcast. Also, you can follow me on Twitter. That's right. Follow me on Twitter. I live tweet games now, and I'm also going to do it during the basketball season. Um, do that because it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I've actually quite enjoyed it. So uh, follow me there. The two promotions I've got going right now. One, guys, if you go ahead and leave a review on either iTunes, Apple Podcasts, same thing, or the Michigan Man Podcast uh, fan page on Facebook, leave a review, hit me up on the DM, and let me know your full name, your address, and which platform you did it on, and I will send you a free sticker. Uh, There is one guy who did it. Um, I don't know if he listens to the, the podcast at all. But if you do, hold on a second, let me get this guy's name. I don't even know if it's a name, to be quite honest. Uh, hold on, guys, sorry, I didn't mean to... Ay ay ay. There we go, Michigan Maniacs. Oh, this is going to be the lame part of the show, sorry. But I, I definitely want to get everybody who does review to a sticker. So the uh, Beat Ohio State Fuck Nuts... <laughs> great fucking uh, uh, name by JWH44 uh, you left a review so if you're listening to this please hit me up on Instagram DM let me know your full name your address and I will go ahead and send you that free sticker man I love the fact that you left a uh, review thank you so much also the second uh, the second promotion I got going if you guys go ahead and whoever's on Twitter I'm giving out five free t-shirts, right, five, and I will award those t-shirts to, on on January 1st, to the five people who get the most people to follow me on Twitter, right, so have them follow me, and then drop your handle into the tweet, and I will start counting them up, go ahead guys, I have, these are high quality t-shirts, I'm going to do it, I can't wait to do it, also, this is a little bit in the future, But I am doing a live, I'm going to do the live reaction episode podcast in three different cities this next season. So don't know which ones yet. I'm still kind of working it out. I'm pretty sure one's going to be A2, uh, one in my hometown of Denver, and then we'll see. Don't know where the third one will be. Maybe even four. Who knows? We'll see how it goes. But doing it up. We're getting this thing growing. Oh, and before we get going... Big thank you to you maniacs out there because just a few episodes ago, we were about 600 downloads away from 20,000 downloads. We are now 55 downloads away from 20,000. You guys have been killing it. You have been fantastic. I love it. This is I can't thank you enough for following me and really just giving me a great reason to enjoy a hobby that's turned in hopefully into a career I can leave my other job for. That'd be awesome. Be totally great if this would be the greatest fan podcast ever. So now let's get into the Ask Me Anything Hate Week, right? Ohio Week, the game, whatever you want to call it. That's where we're at. So first question. I'm under the belief that this is Harbaugh's job as long as he wants it. I don't think he'll ever be fired regardless of the noise around him. What do you say? Yeah, why would he, right? I mean, I think we need to realize some things as Michigan fans, right? Um, we have always been, 
a 9 win, 10 win team every year. We have always been that way from Bo on, right? And yeah, we, we have some 8s and 7s, God forbid 5s and 6s or whatever. But for the most part, we are on an average, a 9 to 10 win game team. Uh, that's why we have the most wins, the greatest average, all that kind of shit. We have never been uh, an ultimate juggernaut, like say what the Alabamas have gotten to, even fucking Ohio State, Clemson, all that kind of shit. We haven't gotten there yet. But Harbaugh got us from being a joke back to where we were in one fucking season. One season. Right? That's amazing. What he's done at this program is short of phenomenal. It's Hall of Fame worthy, really, because if we allow him just to continue to craft this team and and recruit and make hires and do all the things that he does, yes, he needs to improve some things, right? We need to, we need to start off faster. We need to get be, be, uh, better in big games, sure. But this season has really answered a lot of those questions. We have started to get better. And a lot of the things that were said that uh, Harbaugh wasn't good at. And is it no uh, shock to anybody that this is Harbaugh's first year with his all the people he's recruited? So you have to fucking cleanse the system, right? You have to cleanse the shit out of the tube before you start living a healthy life. And that's what we're doing right now. This is Harbaugh's first year with all his recruits. And look at who he's brought in and look how they're reacting. They're growing up before our eyes, people. They're getting better. They're, they're setting a fucking foundation of success. And we just need to let him go ahead and do it. And we need to relax, right? Because a decade of Brady Hoke and Rich Rod have really fucked us. You can't eat fast food for a decade and then in four years think you're going to four, now fifth year. You can't expect to have cleansed the system. It takes time and Harbaugh's doing that. He's fantastic. Yes, I've had my problems with him. But overall, if you go back through the history of this podcast, I have praised him more than I have criticized because I have faith in this man. Um, so yeah, it's his job until he decides he doesn't want it anymore. And I really don't think he's going to go to the NFL. He's too old school for the NFL right now. The NFL is in this new changing of the guard. This whole, everything's changing. I mean, white dudes are great running backs and black guys are great quarterbacks. Tell me the last time that's ever happened in, in our lifetime. And it's fantastic. It's fucking great that this shit's happening. I love it. I love seeing the maturation of everything in our in our society. I love it. I think it's great. I mean, I love to see this shit going on. It really makes you enjoy the sport more, right? I, I At least for me, it does. So, no, I think Harbaugh's too old school in the way he thinks when it comes to his football stuff. But he's old school and he's tough. So, I don't know. Maybe he goes to the NFL. I doubt it. It's like 2%. Anyways, second question. Um, do you think bad weather would favor either Michigan or Ohio State? I don't know if it favors either one of us, to be quite honest. Um, but if I had to, I would say it probably favors us more than it favors Ohio State because it's going to slow down their guys a little bit more. Let's say their their guys' speed, their talent on their team is a 7. Ours is a 6. Easy. 6, 5.5, 6. I always say 6. So if you've got to slow them down to our level, I think we win this. I But I think we're going to win anyway, so it doesn't matter. But to be quite honest with you, I think that's fantastic, right? So yeah, if I have to say anything, it probably favors us a little bit, but not much. If it, if it equals out everything, then we are... <laughs> it definitely favors us because we've we're battle-tested. Ohio State isn't. Um, do you have a favorite the game player moment? Well, it's I mean, I'm I'm. It's not going to shock you on my favorite moments because they're pretty they're pretty generic. Well, not even generic, but they're just widely loved, right? There's three of them that I loved. Uh, the punt return for Charles Woodson, fantastic. The punt return for Desmond Howard when he does the Heisman, and then. I don't even know what year it was, 2013 maybe, uh, when uh, Robinson, Shoelace, takes it, what, 55 yards, 
and he breaks about three or four tackles, spins off one guy, and then runs it in for a touchdown. That was phenomenal. That was really just wonderful to watch Shoelace do that. So that's uh, those are my three moments. I'm, I'm sure there's more. I'm sure I'm missing some of the really great obscure moments of the game. I love it when they got in the fight in the locker room. I mean, not in the locker room, but in the hallway leading out to the uh, out to the field. I love that. I love it when Brandon Graham fucking knocked the shit out of whatever Ohio State guy that was left in there for dead. That was fucking great. There's a lot of moments I love, but those three really stand out to me, right? Those absolutely stand out to me. Um, now let's see here. If you haven't already seen the game at the horseshoe, aka the toilet bowl, is it something you ever plan on doing? No, I really don't plan on going to the toilet bowl. Uh, only for the fact that I have heard nothing but disastrous stories about Ohio State fans, and I'm sure we have our our bad fans. I get that, um, but I don't know why I need to go see the game. And then get arrested because I'm punching some fat-faced Midwesterner in the head after we either win or lose the game because he's throwing a brick through my window. You know what I mean? Or do I have to punch his old 90-year-old father because he's saying some dumb shit anyways? I'll break a Buckeye's hip if I got to. I just don't want to have to spend a weekend in jail. So, no, I'm never going to go to the toilet bowl. If I'm going to see the game, I'm going to see it at the big house. But thank you for that question, uh, Brian. Also, Brian was uh, the favorite game as well. Sometimes I forget to say the name, guys. It doesn't mean that I have forgotten who you are. It's just I'm not very good. I'm not very good at this format yet. So, Josh, there we go. For speaking of names, Josh asks, "When's the last time you felt this confident we would beat Ohio State?" I'd say last year. <laughs> yeah, last year I was a little ahead of myself uh, because we'll be honest. Michigan usually trips up the week before Ohio State, and they have for, I mean, pretty much all of Harbaugh's tenure, basically. I mean, last year it was Indiana, didn't look good, 11-point win, an uninspired route of Rutgers the week before that. Then 2017, we lost 24-10 to Wisconsin with Brandon Peters getting knocked out of the game in the second quarter when we still had the lead 10-7. Um, or 10 to 3, whatever that, that was. Um, the year before that, 2016, we lose to Iowa in a fucking ridiculous game where <sighs> Davion Smith, a man amongst boys, couldn't get a half an inch to get out of the fucking end zone. And our offensive line couldn't get him that half an inch to get out of the fucking end zone. And we lose 14 13. Ridiculous. Um, I don't even know 2015. I don't know what the fuck we did. It might have been the Indiana double overtime win. It might have been some other fucking game. I don't know. Um, But just, yeah, we haven't looked good. Uh, But, yeah, last year was the one. I didn't realize that we had a bunch of talkers and no one to really back up that game. You know what I mean? A lot of uh, online tough guys in in our defense. I think this year we have nothing but tough guys who will punch you in the face if you say anything. I'm really happy about that. I really believe that to be the case. Um, I have questions about that 2018 team. I really do. Uh, I know a lot of them have gone on to the pros and I'm super happy to see that because that only strengthens Michigan's cause, Michigan's legacy, everything. It only helps recruiting. I get it. I love it. But, yeah, I think there was a lot of 2018 guys that were out for themselves and disguised it as team, team, team. So, yeah, last year I overestimated our team and I underestimated Ohio State, and that was, well, all of our faults, I think. But, yeah, last year was the last time I was this confident. But this year I think we have solid proof that this team's actually going to win. Now let's go to Ryan. Uh, can you give me three bold predictions for the game? Obviously, us not winning can't be one of them. Okay, that's cool. Um, bold predictions. One, Khalid Hudson will block a punt. That's what's going to happen. He's been so close. Last week he was close. What, what twice? I think he's going to. I think he's going to make one of those plays that changes the whole, the whole flow of it. I think it's it's. He's going to do it. Block punt. 
Uh, Giles Jackson is going to have one breakout play if it's going to be in the kickoff or in speed and space. And three, Jordan Glasgow makes a huge play in this game. Those are my three predictions. Hudson blocks a punt. Uh, Giles Jackson gets a big play in either the special teams or in the speed and space. And then Jordan Glasgow comes up with one huge play, whatever that may be, a sack on a third and one or a fourth and one or, you know, something like that, a key interception, a key block, a guy like he hits fields as he's throwing, causes a turnover, something. Jordan Glasgow is going to come up with a big play. Those are my three. Um, the Wolverine Zone. Now, this guy has changed his name from the king of college football and now to the Wolverine Zone. I won't give his name because I don't know if he wants it out there. He's changed his name, his, his Instagram page, so I'm not going to throw out his name just in respect. But, yeah, I'm telling you, Wolverine Zone, check it out. He does a great job. He did a great job with college football, but I love the fact that he's now solely focused on our team. Um, how will uh, Michigan beat Ohio State? Uh, by playing the best game we have, right? I think our defense is going to play out of their head, and I think Shea, uh, Shea Patterson is going to continue his great play, and I think that's just how we're going to do it. I just, with those two things happening, if our, if our defense shuts down the run, like I said in the big game pregame, they shut down the run, shut down Dobbins and Teague, and they make fucking Fields try and beat them with his arm, we win. And Shea's going to play great football. That, those are the two ways we beat him. All together. I'm um, sorry, guys. I still have a head cold. Uh, Chase Young is obviously going to be a problem. I'm going to guess they'll put him against Mayfield for the most of the game, especially to roll Shea to his left. Are we going to be able to slow him down with backs and tight ends? Well, I hope so. Uh, whatever. I, ha I still haven't gone back and rewatched the Michigan State-Ohio State game. But like I said in the big game pregame, he only had half a sack in that game. He had four tackles altogether, two solo and two assisted. Um, whatever Michigan State did, that's what we have to do. So I'm going to assume that Michigan State was hitting him with with a tackle tight end combo and then backing that up with a running back because he's good. He can beat you one-on-one. -on -one. He may even be able to beat you two-on-one, but I don't think he's good enough to beat you three-on-one, right? And then they probably did quick passing to the to the opposite side, tight end or wide receiver, play action with the other running back, something like that. I don't. I haven't had a chance to check, but whatever Michigan State did, that's what we have to do. That's a great blueprint to slow that motherfucker down, right? And I think we will. I I don't think we're dumb enough like Penn State. Like I said, when you go up against Penn State, Franklin is a great recruiter. He's a great cheerleader, not a great coach. Not a great coach. So you're not playing chess with this guy. You're playing checkers. So I that's why you saw a lot of one-on-one -on -one type blocking. Same thing with Wisconsin. Whoever they're, Chris, I think, is their head coach. Same thing. You saw a lot of one-on-one -on -one blocking. And then the running backs had no clue how to block. And you saw a lot of that. Go back and watch that game. You'll see that I'm right. Uh, yeah, but I see... Uh, tackle, tight end combo, maybe backing up with the with the running back, and then we go to the opposite side. And if we're going to run, uh, we're going to have him be aggressive, and then we'll run right past him. Hopefully, I mean that's what we'll do. We'll see what happens. Um, what part of the defense line, defensive or well the defensive line linebackers or DBs are you most worried about with Ohio State? He says he's worried about the front seven against the rushing attack. Whew. Well, that's a good one. I I do also worry about that because uh, if there's been one kind of uh, theme that I've seen with Michigan as a whole lately is the middle is, is a worry. I mean, not like, oh, my God, that we're going to lose this. But if I had to pick one, I would say, yeah, that would be the worry that they could get some major yards in the middle. I mean, I, that's what uh, I uh, no Indiana did to get down for their first score was right through the middle. Uh, even the the Michigan State with the seam pass to the tight end, which was in the middle. Um, 
I just think the middle in general is maybe be our problem. But outside of that, I really don't see us having a problem. So that would be our, my big concern. And I wouldn't even say that it's a select group. I'm going to say just the middle in general. I, crossing routes, I'm not worried about. Uh, the whole pick block uh, wide receiver route thing that's obviously legal, but somehow they can get away from that. That's one that worries me. Uh with the defensive backs because there needs to be more communication and Thomas and Daxon Hill had a problem with that against Indiana, which I saw. Uh, they had a problem with that against Wisconsin, and I'm sure they had a problem with that uh, against Penn State at the first half. So these are things that we can't have numerous times against Ohio State or they will make us pay for that. So, But overall, I'm going to say the middle. The middle is what I worry about the most. Um, let's see. He says, I think Fields can be rattled with his first true road game as a college quarterback. How do you feel about the crowd's impact on this game? Well, I hope that the real crowd shows up. Now, all you well-to-do Michigan fans, we appreciate you being there, obviously, right? Because you probably, uh, you probably give to the program and you allow us to be, to pay for the great coaches that we have and the wonderful, uh, you know, amenities and all the wonderful, like, gym and, all the other stuff, right? The whole atmosphere there at the big house is all paid by some well-to-do people. But I want some fucking drunk, uh, hearty, just angry, scream all game, stand on your feet, curse at their mother type fans. Because I want them to be so loud that it fucks with them. Not, I just, I just wanted to get to him. If he can make fun of his mother, make fun of his mother. This is a game that we need to throw politeness away and go for it. Like, you think they show us any type of common decency when we're at the shoe, the toilet bowl? No, they do not. And I'm not saying you should throw shit at them, hurt them, you know, whatever. But all is fair in love and war. So... Curse, scream, do whatever the fuck you want to, but let's make this a home field advantage and let's get into that kid's fucking head. Because I'm telling you, man, he gets hit a lot. He's going to have a sore ankle. He's already on the injury list as having a sore ankle. He's hurt. Now, he's probably going to have a good game anyways. But even if that takes just a second longer for him to move because that ankle is bad, trust me, I've had bad ankles before. High ankle sprains, low ankle sprains, I've had them all playing football. And those suck. Those suck when you plant, when you try to take off, when you try to do anything. And when you're a mobile quarterback and you've got to plant and throw or plant and then run, that's going to slow them down a bit. And then you add the crowd onto that and then the pressure of our defensive line, we can get into this fucking kid's head. So I'd love to hear the crowd go fucking bonkers. Just bonkers. Throw the kid off even just as, or even just the Ohio State offensive line. Just do whatever we can to get in their head. We deserve to, we need to do this for our team. If they're out there busting their heads and not giving up and not being scared, then we need to do our part. That's why you pay the money. That's why you show up early. That's why you do all this. It's so you can fuck with the other team. So we got to do that. Now, Ohio State is currently nine-point favorites heading into the game. If you were a betting man, objectively speaking, would you bet on them? I'd take Michigan nine-plus. Yeah, I think we're going to win. So objectively, I'm not even being super fan here. I really believe we're going to win. This isn't me having Rich Rod as a head coach and that fucking team saying, yeah, we're going to do it. No, no. I legitimately think we're going to win. So, yes, I think I'll take Michigan. I'm not betting on Ohio State, but I'm sure the people out there who want to say they're Michigan fans, and rightfully so, you probably are. And you probably don't live in a lot of joy because you set yourself up not to experience hurt, so therefore you can't really experience joy. It's From what I've seen in life, that's just kind of how it is. You sometimes have to feel the pain, so this way you know when to enjoy, like how great joy feels and how great winning feels. You have to suck it up. This world isn't filled with cotton candy and marshmallows and pillows and your mama telling you you're great. Sometimes you have to feel pain and sometimes you have to feel hurt and disappointment. But when they fucking pull it off, you know how high you're going to be? 
If you've already kind of said, yeah, they're going to lose, whatever. I'll feel great if they win. No, you won't. You'll feel okay. You'll feel like a 7 when I'm feeling a 10. Yeah, you may feel an 8, and I'll feel a 9 when they lose, and even a 10 when they lose. But guess what? When they win, I'm, win I'm feeling all 10 of it. You may feel a 7. So I pity you. Um, but yeah, I'm picking Michigan to win. This is how it's going to go. Uh, okay. Are our wide receivers good enough to beat out this Ohio State secondary? They have one of the top DBs in the country. Forget his name. Yeah, who would want to know his name anyways? Some weird one. Well, I'll just say. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This. I, told this, I said this in the big game pregame, and I'll say it again because I think it's a good stat. Michigan State gave us a great blueprint on how to beat Ohio State. I know they lost 34 to 10, but they they gave us a great blueprint. Um the actually, you know what? Let me change the the page here and let me look and see where it's at. Uh that Stewart kid had six catches for 68 yards on the touchdown. Now I remind you, he dropped about three or four passes. He couldn't hold on to him cuz Lewerke couldn't throw him well and he can't catch. And then Cody White had four for 42. Those are only two wide receivers, and they they went for over 100 yards on the touchdown, right? And then Penn State, what name one great wide receiver they have on that team. That Fafflemuth is a tight end. Papplemoth, Stinklestank, Pat, whatever the fucking, Vermouth, whatever the fucking guy's name is, he's a tight end, and he had a decent game. That number six... I don't even know who he is, but he had a shit game against Minnesota when he's supposed to have a good one, and he fucking disappeared against Ohio State. They don't have. Oh yeah, and KJ Hamler, the guy who can only run, the guy who can only run one route, and that's a go. If you if your fucking uh, quarterback doesn't have enough time, he can't get you on the go, bro. Hate to tell you that. So yeah, our wide receiving core is huge. Nine people caught passes last fucking game. Nine. You can't say that about Ohio. You can't say that about Penn State. You can't say that about Michigan State. You can't say that about any of the other teams that Ohio State's played. They've got to worry about all of them out on that wide, out on that field at one time. That means our three wide receivers, our two tight ends, one tight end, however you want to do it. Whatever the setup is, you've got to worry about all of them. You've got Nico Collins that will more than likely draw at least one to two pass interference calls just by himself and at least catch one fifty yard or one fifty yard pass. Then DPJ's catching better than I've seen all season long, probably his whole career at Michigan. Tariq Black's back on the horse and getting there again. And then you have Ronnie Bell who is open no matter who covers him. He's the he is the the Edelman to our Brady. You know what I mean? Shea and Bell, Edelman, Brady. That because he's always open and he always, always is wherever Shea can find him. Good luck, good luck, Ohio State. This is the best team they have played all season long, and in their away from home, it's not going to be as easy as everybody thinks it's going to be. Nine point favorites is a joke, but I get why. I get why the national media doesn't care about real scenarios and doesn't dig. They just go with point totals. And sure, if Michigan goes out and plays like they did in the first half against Penn State or Wisconsin, yeah, nine's going to be a laugher because they'll put up 27 on us. They'll put they'll beat us by 27 easy if we don't show up for this fucking game. But I don't think that's going to happen. So that's what I say there. I think we have way more uh, talented wide receivers than Ohio State's ever faced, and they're not even going to know what to do. Um. The game will be won or lost in the trenches, in my opinion. Yeah, well, of course, every game. You go through the history of college football and the history of NFL football. I mean, look at a perfect example. Is look at the year that the Patriots went, what, 19-1, 18-1, whatever that fucking was, 18-1. They lost in the Super Bowl. How did they lose? Because the New York Giants defensive line ate up New England's 
offensive line. Look at the Oakland-Tampa Bay game. Tampa Bay ate Oakland for lunch at the front. Here's the thing. Every game is always won and lost in the trenches because your specialty players can't be special if the defensive line is killing you. If your quarterback has no time to throw the ball, then you're fucked. If your running back can't hit a hole, your offense is fucked. And that's because the defensive line is eating up the offensive line. And then every time a great offense just destroys a team, guaranteed it's up at the front line. No better example than look at the Michigan-Wisconsin game this year. You think Jonathan Taylor whooped our ass all by himself? No. Look how big those holes were. Look how nobody was around him when, when he was hitting the edge. That's the offensive lines doing. Not anything Jonathan Taylor did. So, yeah, every game's won, won and lost in the trenches. Absolutely a great question, but that's that's exactly what happens. Um, are our offense and defensive lines strong enough? I'm more worried about the defensive line, honestly. They got manhandled by Wisconsin, and you know OSU will want to replicate that humiliation. True, but they are not the same Wisconsin. They are, one, Michigan's not the same team at all. The, the hunger in their eyes, and like I said, the solidification of that mindset happened. Second half of Penn State, even though we lost, and then you follow it up with pure domination in that Notre Dame game, solidified the mindset. Our defensive line is great. Like I said, I would be worried about our defensive tackles and our middle linebacker. Those are That's the key group right there that I worry about against Ohio State, but I mean, you've got Dana, you've got the fat-faced assassin in fucking Carlo Kemp, you've got Dwum Four, and even Chris Hinton's in there now. I mean, whatever we got to do to throw beef at that, let's just do it and hope for the best. And I really do think that they'll be ready for this. I do. Uh, yeah, I mean, our offensive line, we'll see. I think they're good enough because let's face it, if John Runyon... Junior wants to go in the NFL. He's going to face guys like Chase Young every fucking week. Every week. The NFL has the best of the best of every college football team in that league. So, yes, you want to go, then you better get ready to face Chase Young's every week. Uh, Jalen Mayfield, yes, you want to pancake fools in the NFL, then you better start doing it to Chase Young right now. Grow up. I'm not even that they're acting immature. I'm just saying, if you want to know where you're at, guys, this is a great this is a great judgment stick to do it against, right? I mean, there is no better way to figure out if you're NFL ready than going up against Chase Young. And if you can do it by yourself, we're going to have a great chance, not just to beat Ohio State, but to embarrass them. Because if you allow Shea Patterson time to let those running backs get space, it's over. And that means that we've allowed, that means our defense, our offensive tackles are shutting down Chase Young. However, whatever Michigan State did, that's what we need to do. And we have way better talent than Michigan State has. So I think we've got a good chance, but hey. This goes out to you, Runyon and Mayfield. You guys want to be studs? You guys want to be taken in the fucking first round of the NFL? Then, God damn it, you got to take care of Chase Young. Plain and simple. I don't know how, what else to say about that. Now, this question comes from Gabe. Uh, basically, what he's asking in this question is, with how the rest of college football is playing, do you see a chance for Michigan, if they beat Ohio State, to get into the college football playoff. <laughs> and I would assume most of us think that's impossible. I kind of think it's impossible as well. But there is a scenario. And it, it could work out. Because if you really look at the current top 10, which is LSU, number one, Ohio State, number two, Clemson, number three, Georgia, four, Bama, five, Utah, six, Oklahoma, seven, Florida, eight. Florida is also a two-loss team. Minnesota, nine, and Michigan, ten. So the top three are pretty much set, right? Now, we're going to beat Ohio State, but I think the lowest Ohio State will fall if we beat them will be four because they'll end up beating Wisconsin or Minnesota in the Big Ten title game. So they'll stay about four would be my guess. But here's the thing. If Georgia, Georgia has Georgia Tech and LSU left, I don't think Georgia's going to come out of that with 
winning running the running the table at all. They're probably going to end up with two losses. So they're going to lose to South Carolina and LSU more than likely. That'll knock them down. Bama all has just Auburn left. So we need Georgia to lose. We need Bama to lose. And then Utah and Oklahoma come up. Utah has CU and Oregon. And Oregon will be the, the Pac-12 championship game. And then you have Oklahoma beating, uh, having Ohio, not Ohio State, Oklahoma State and Baylor. Well, they we need those two teams to lose. And I'll be honest with you. I even think if, say, Utah will lose to Oregon and Oklahoma wins out and they have one loss, I still think they would take a two-loss team over Oklahoma only because Oklahoma has played one team in the top 15 all season long and they would have played them twice and that's Baylor that's it that's all Oklahoma's played all season long that's it so tell me exactly how impressive that is if Michigan beats Ohio State we will be three and two against five top 15 teams that is we beat number 15 Notre Dame we lost in a in a very impressive well, it's a loss can be impressive and a last second loss to Penn State uh, we beat Iowa and at number 19 Iowa, number 12 Penn State we lost to, number 13 Wisconsin we lost to, and then we would have beat number 2 Ohio State. A 3 and 2 team, a team that has played five top 15 teams or top 20 teams and as a key win against the number 2 team in the nation, the Big 10 champion. Yeah, I think they'd pick that pick pick us over a one loss Utah team or a one loss Oklahoma team because Utah, let's look at who they played even in the top twenty five. USC. They played USC so far and they they're ranked twenty fifth and then they have to play Oregon, which is fourteenth. That's only two. And right now they're only one and oh. They haven't played Oregon yet. So if they're two and oh against those we're three and two against a much better uh, a much harder schedule so yeah it could it could happen in the realm of possibility I know it's like maybe a point one percent but it could happen but what we would really need to have happen was we would need Alabama and we would need Georgia to lose I don't think Alabama is going to lose Auburn and I definitely don't think Georgia well I think Georgia is going to lose LSU so with that I, I just don't see how they pick a one-loss or a two-loss Michigan team over a one-loss Alabama team. I don't see it. Uh, I know they don't have Tua, but still it's Bama, and they really haven't played shit all year, to be quite honest. Bama's only played two teams in the top 25 all season long, and they lost their own one currently with their loss to LSU, and then they play Auburn, who's 16th. That's it. That's all Alabama's done. Now, if you were to look at things yeah we should beat Alabama out of the playoffs if that's the case I get it the one loss to two losses but let's face it they've played two teams we played five they didn't even play the hardest teams in the SEC outside of just LSU so why should Bama be treated any differently that's a fucking poor schedule poor schedule so yeah I think it's going to be LSU Ohio State Clemson and then if Georgia loses and Bama loses, who knows what's going to happen? Because I think Utah's not going to beat Oregon. Not impressed with them. I'm not impressed with either one of them. Even if, I don't care if Utah does win. They don't deserve to go to the playoff. They played nobody. Nobody. They won. They played one team so far. USC. And USC sucks. They're 25th in the nation. They suck. And the only reason why they're 25th is because they're USC. And I think the committee feels bad for not having them in the top 25. And then Oklahoma, who have you played? You played Baylor twice. You've only played them once right now, but you've only, at the end of it, you've only played them twice, and that's the only team in the top 25 you've played. So why should we respect you? You don't play anybody. That's why this playoff should be either eight teams or 16. I know I haven't always been a fan of the 16, but the more I look at this that was put on on Instagram, the whole setup, the more I'm in favor of it. There are some classic games that could be played if we put 16 teams in. But still, I'm a fan of eight. I'm a fan of eight. Oklahoma, Utah, 
You do not deserve to be in the playoff. You have played no one all year. You too, Alabama. You suck. You've played no one all year but LSU, and they beat you. So I don't want to hear anything else from you. Go away. Go home. Get out of here. Um, okay, so Brad sends out this message. Uh, my biggest fear going into the game Saturday is our defense starting slow and Ohio State getting an early lead and having to play catch-up all game. I like our chances if we can keep it close at half. With that said, question is, what is your biggest fear going into the game? Well, that's it. I agree. The, my biggest fear is is that we revert to the same team that played in the first half against Penn State and played against Wisconsin. So basically, what, uh, the same team that played from game one to game seven, I think it was when we played Penn State, first half. So, yeah, that's my biggest fear, is that somehow, some way they revert to that. I don't think that's going to happen. Even when Indiana moved the ball down, scored right away. We scored, then they went back down and scored right away. 14 to 7. They never even faltered. Michigan looked cool, calm, and collected. Our offense didn't sputter. Our offense didn't even start being conservative until the almost half. So when you're in the two two minute area of the half, and that is that's Harbaugh's fault, to be quite honest. I love Harbaugh, but that's his fault for getting conservative. In the two minute, we need to step on their fucking throats and put our boot through their face in that point in time and make it more, even if it's 24 14, it's better than 21 14, or we go up 28 14. Either way, stop being conservative in the two points, in the two minute drill before the fucking half. That's where we started to fucking bog down. I'm not worried about anything else. I don't think, now, like I said, that's my biggest fear. Sorry, I'm getting off on a rant. That's my biggest fear is that we'll revert back to being scared. But these guys have been punched in the mouth. They have come back, and they are ready to win this fucking game. I am not worried. But if I had to pick a fear, that would be us. That would be the biggest fear. Now, this comes from Timmy G, our one Buckeye fan. And I have to say thank you, Michigan Maniac podcast fans for not jumping on this guy and saying some ridiculousness it shows that we are a little bit classy even though we are maniacs because this guy comes in good faith he actually says some good stuff he kind of is a fan of michigan in a weird way which is okay with me because he's a navy guy my son's navy we all understand and be quite honest i have a few really good friends who are buckeye fans who understand the rivalry and can put it in its place even though they are much better people than me because i'm a savage and i i say awful things in my head but i don't say them out loud so i do appreciate timmy putting in a, a fucking response on the game actually i do i respect it and i respect all of our listeners for being as classy as i appear to try to be okay so the question is, on Ohio State podcast, if Ohio State loses to Michigan this year and still wins the national title, are you happy with the year, or is the loss to Michigan too too much to overcome? Now, if we should flip the scenario, is what he says. What is Michigan fan thinking? I know I he's happier if they win the national title over Michigan. Well, of course, I would say an uh, Ohio State fan is going to say that because they have had over a decade of winning against us. So, yeah, the losing to Michigan probably does seems like a far-off thought in his thought process, so winning the national title is obviously way more important. And I get it. Uh, if, if When we were like that beating Ohio State, I probably felt the same way. So I get that thought process. I totally do. Um, no, for us, it absolutely beating Ohio State. Because, to be quite honest with you, I believe life in steps and I don't think you can jump steps regardless. I know life has provided certain things, like a Ryan Day who has done nothing but has been gifted a fantastic team. He hasn't had to earn it. So, yes, there are times that you are gifted certain things. I mean, he's like a, a trust fund baby who, where his daddy went out and worked his whole life. It was grandfather, which is... Uh, John Cooper and or his great grandfather which is John Cooper and then his grandfather is Trestle and then his his daddy is Urban Meyer have worked so hard in creating such a smooth transition for this punk ass motherfucker that he's been gifted third base and he acts as if he hit the triple it's not what's happened here 
So, yes, I know life can offer you steps to be skipped, but in my opinion, if Michigan truly is going to earn a Big Ten title, well, first of all, a Big Ten East, and then a Big Ten title, and then the national title, we need to beat Ohio State. We need to know how that feels. We need to set the foundation of this team is no longer the punching bag for that team. And that happens this week, right? We have to make that happen. Because if we don't, then I don't know if it's well-deserved. I don't know if it's earned. And I want us to earn it. That's why this team is so important. That's why this team is so focused. Because I really do believe this is the team that turns the tide. That sets the foundation. And then all the other teams will reap the reward of what this team did. So yes, I'm sure Ohio State fan, Timmy G, you're a fantastic guy. I like you. Uh, But yeah, of course you're going to think that. Because you have a numerous lifetime of knowing that Ohio State just beats Michigan. So it's different for us, right? That's why it's more important that we beat you before we go on to anything else. Plain and simple. Thank you for the question, though. I really appreciate it. Um, Now, going on to the next question, which is from Hunter. Great name, because that's my son's name. Fantastic parents naming you such a great name. Um, Does a Michigan win secure your faith in Harbaugh as a coach for the ride to winning the Big Ten title national championship again? And likewise, does a loss make you question if he should stay? No. Like I said at the beginning of the show, Harbaugh should stay as long as he wants to. Absolutely wants to. We just, it's a mindset thing. I, I just, the more I think about it, I just think that we're going to win this game. I know Trust me, I understand. There's a very good chance we lose this week. I get it. I t- I'm very aware of that. But no, Harbaugh, dude, Harbaugh's on the right road. He's on the right road. And I hate bringing up fucking Dabo Sweeney. But once again, I will bring up Dabo Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney took eight years to get to the national title. Harbaugh's in five. This is Harbaugh's first year with nothing but his own players. Let's give him time to build a fucking organization. A winning, non-fearful organization that kicks ass and takes names. Alright? Because, I'll be honest, when you see fast turnarounds, it's not because just the coach. Look at uh, Alabama. SEC was okay. It wasn't great. They had Florida and LSU and no one else when Bama started their rise. And then all of a sudden, there was LSU, Florida, Bama. uh, Arkansas made a few runs every once in a while. They started getting really good, right? Urban Meyer. When Urban Meyer took over for Luke Fickle, the Big Ten was down. When Sweater Vest took over for fucking John Cooper, the Big Ten was on its way down. They built they built uh, a fucking university and a program in times when they had no one really to go against them. I mean, Sweater Vest took over when we had Rich Rod and fucking Brady Hoke. Tell me how when Michigan's down, Ohio State has a clear, they had Dan Tony and Wisconsin was okay, and then obviously Iowa was middle of the road like they always are. Three teams. That's it. Last time I checked, the Big Ten had 12, 12 to 14 teams throughout that whole time. So it's easier. Fucking Urban Meyer takes over and is killing it because he already took over a loaded fucking cabinet. Fucking Harbaugh took over a bare bones cabinet and made them winners over fucking night. Brought us back to where we used to be. Give him time to get us to the next level. Harbaugh should stay as long as he fucking wants as I'm concerned. I don't care what. He's changing things. Is it is it crazy that all of a sudden now with his own team, he's won he's won a game in the against the top 10 team. He's now going to beat Ohio State, which will make two teams in the top ten he's beat. There's other, like, he's he's turned the tide against Michigan State. He's hopefully going to turn the tide against Ohio State. These are things he's doing. It, it takes time. Let's give this man time. Okay, that's all I have to say about that. But thank you for the question. Very good question, Hunter. Um, Ryan has a good question. If Michigan loses, 
what will be the reason what will be the reason a bad defense b oh no a bad offense b bad defense c both um i would say that it is probably going to be uh shit probably c both i really do it'll be we don't show up defensively. We start off too slow. Shea reverts back to being Shea. That kind of thing. It's going to take a, a just like it's going to take a full team effort to win this game. It's going to take a full team effort to lose this game. You know what I mean? Like it's just that's how it's going to be. Um, I'm going to have to hurry this up because I only get an hour and we're right at 50 minutes. Um, let's see. Oh, good. Only two questions left. Uh, from Jack. Uh, your best Big Jack, as he likes to be called, your best or most more memorable Ohio State game. I already said it. It was the 2000. Oh, not nah. actually, it was the 1997-98 game. I guess it would be when Charles Woodson uh, took that punt back for a touchdown. Uh, we won our national title. It was all just one big happiness. That would be my most favorite. And I said it earlier. The th- uh, two others that I enjoyed. And then Sean B., one of the originals, one of the OG maniacs, which I love. Big shout-out to you, buddy. If you can get Mikey to send in one, I would be greatly appreciated as well. So, Mikey, if you're listening, send me a fucking message, huh? Love you, too. Um, If Michigan wins, will Ohio State bring old bitch tits Madison back to coach next season? Uh, (laughs) uh, I hope not. I hope he gets fucking run out of town. Little bitch tits Greyjoy should be thrown out right on his old fucking fat face. Can't stand that guy. His treacherousness is right next to uh, Benedict Arnold and anyone else you can think of. I mean, et tu brute, right? Et tu bitch tits. Uh, just the way it goes, man. Fuck off. I can't stand that guy. Enough fuck off to you, Shawnee. I love you. Uh, but yeah, no, fuck. I hope they fire his punk ass. Actually, to be quite honest, I hope he stays there forever. To be really quite honest with you, because we know exactly what he's going to do. He's old. He's not going to... To think that somebody that old and dumb is going to change the way he fucking coaches, fuck that guy. He's going to stay the same because he thinks he knows everything. Fuck that old bitch tits asshole. So, no, I hope... Yeah, I hope he stays, and then we continue to beat Ohio State every year after that. That'd be fucking fantastic. Shawnee, as always, great, great question. So, guys, thank you so much. We are so close to 20,000 fucking downloads. I am so proud of you guys. Thank you so much for following and loving the show. It makes me just happy to do a show. I get excited to do any of these shows, but I love this one the most, I think, right now. That and the reaction episode when they win. It's always a great time. But, guys, it is always, it is always great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And, guys, ever, forever and always, go blue.